0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Questions. We wanted to take a quick moment and encourage you guys to subscribe to us on YouTube, like our page on Facebook, and also like us on Instagram, Twitter, all those social media platforms. We would love to hear from you. We'd love for you to engage uh, with the content that we have going on, and uh, we'd love to answer your questions in the future on questions. So I'm here with Pastor Joel today. How are you doing, sir? doing well. Thanks Great. for asking. Yeah, absolutely. Great to see you. So uh, today we have a question from Pam, who writes in and says that, uh, and I think a lot of us already know that this is the case. But there is a lot of debate on the role of women in the church today. So my question is: Should women preach, Pastor Joel? What do you have to say about that?
1: Should women preach? Uh, Thanks for asking, Pam. Um, There's a couple texts I want to use in order to answer this question from the scripture. Let's go ahead and start with First Timothy. Uh, This is chapter two verse 11 through 15 uh, so 1st timothy chapter 2 starting in verse 11 the bible says this a woman is to learn quietly with full submission i do not allow a woman to teach or to have authority over a man instead she is to remain quiet for adam was formed first then eve and adam was not deceived but the woman was deceived and transgressed, but she will be saved through childbearing if she continues in faith, love, and holiness with propriety. So let's focus on verse 11, and maybe we'll look at verse 12 as well, but verse 11 says this one more time. A woman is to learn quietly with full submission. So the first thing that Paul advocates for is this. His first command is that women should learn. So his command is not that women should um, be uh, entirely ignorant of theological truth and um, doctrinal robustness. He's he's not saying that women are so insignificant to the Christian faith that it really doesn't matter if they even understand the basic tenets of the Mm -hmm. Christian faith. Uh, The first thing that Paul commands, and it is a command, is that women should learn. And I think sometimes we're too quick to skip over that. Uh, we we sometimes, you know, in the conservative, complementarian circles, we, we sometimes will be too quick to say that Paul's command is for women not to teach. Um, but his first command is that women should, in fact, learn. And I think some of that just kind of comes down to our own, our own arrogance, our own egos. I don't know about you, but... For me, um, a lot of the motivation for my own personal learning when it comes to doctrine, theology, the truths of God, is um, the ability to then teach those truths to others. And I don't think that's entirely wrong. I think it is good that we would learn with teaching in mind. And so for me as a pastor, as a teacher, I'm often motivated in my own personal learning so that I might better teach others. But Paul tends to kind of sever that relationship here in the case of women. Uh, He says in the case of women, they should not teach men. And yet, they should be very much devoted to learning. Even though they're, they're not called, a woman is not called and not permitted, I should say, to be more scripturally accurate, not permitted to teach men. And yet she should be just as committed to learning biblical truth. A woman is to learn. She's not not to learn how to be quiet. Notice that. He's not saying a woman needs to learn how to be quiet or a woman needs to learn how to shut up. That's not what the Bible says. It says a woman is to learn. And as she learns, she should learn quietly and submissively. So the command is not for a woman to learn how to be quiet. The command is for a woman to learn the Bible. And with this privilege, with this practice, this duty of learning the scripture, she should exercise this responsibility of learning with a quiet and submissive posture. Then, now we're ready for verse 12. He further says, I do not allow. That is, he doesn't just say it's not ideal, but he's, this is strong commanding language. He says, I do not allow. That is, it is not permissible. It is not by apostolic authority, which stems directly from Christ. Jesus Christ, through the agency of his apostle, is saying it is not allowed. It is not permissible. For a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Instead, she is to remain quiet. Now, there are some in the evangelical community who would take these two commands, and I believe that they are absolutely two commands, two prohibitions, we might say, and they would try to conjoin them into one. So they would say that what is not allowed biblically, according to this text, what is not permissible is for a woman to teach with authority. You see, they, they would say that Christ, because this authority comes from Christ, first and foremost. So Christ, through the agency of his apostle, is forbidding a woman to teach men in a particular way, right? A woman, therefore, see, we can get real sneaky with the Word of God. So what would be said, what often is said is that a woman actually can teach and not only teach women, because we know that's, that's absolutely permissible, not only permissible, but that's required. Every godly woman should be training younger godly women. We see that in Titus chapter two, older women training younger women. So women can teach, they just need to teach other women. But we have some in the evangelical camp today, getting a little bit sneaky and taking a little bit too much liberty with the Word of God, saying that women, not only can they teach women, but they actually can teach men. They just can't teach men with authority. Let's go back, back to verse 12 now. Let's see what the Bible says. It says, I do not allow a woman to teach or to have authority over a man. See, it's not one prohibition. It is two So it's not women are prohibited by God from teaching men with authority. No, it's women are prohibited by God from teaching men or exercising authority over men. And what we see time and time again in Scripture, and I think 1 Timothy chapter 3, the very next chapter, and also Titus chapter 1, verses 2 through 9. And 1 Timothy 3, verses 1 through 7, what we see when God gives qualifications and duties for elders, that is, pastors in local churches, we see that the role of the pastor really boils down to two primary things, teaching and exercising authority. The practice of teaching and the exercise of authority. And these are the very two things that Mm -hmm. the apostle clearly says are prohibited in the case of a woman when it comes to her exercising authority or teaching a man. So women are not forbidden by God from teaching men in one particular way, namely teaching men with authority, but rather they are actually prohibited by God from doing two things, teaching just in general, teaching men, that is, or exercising authority in general with men. And so what happens, I think, in the evangelical world is we basically say that, you know, we combine these two things. And so we say, well, women can teach men. It just can't be authoritative. But then we get really, really licentious and liberal and I think sinfully creative about what it means to teach with authority. It becomes so subjective. Right? Well, yeah, this woman's preaching on Sunday morning to the whole church, both men and women being present. But yeah, although she's preaching and you know with men, it, it wasn't authoritative. I think part of our problem in the evangelical church is we just have such a bad theology of preaching. <laughs> and so I guess what I would encourage you with. It, is, well, multiple things, but at least one, Pam, would be this. That when it comes to preaching, there is no such thing as non-authoritative preaching. When the minister stands in the pulpit on the Lord's Day in the gathered assembly of the saints and opens the word of God and begins to exegete the text, he is in a very real sense, standing before the people of God and saying, thus saith the Lord. Preaching to the people of God, the art of preaching in and of itself is perhaps the most authoritative practice that any human being in this life is capable of. I can think of no weightier matter than to preach the Word of God. And I think we have so severed, so sinfully divorced preaching from the Word that it's no wonder that we have this idea that there's actually such a thing as a a kind of preaching, a style of preaching, a type of preaching that doesn't carry authority. Well, the reality is this, the word of God always carries authority. So I, I think I would maybe pose it like this. I would say, when it comes to preaching, what is it that we are called to preach? And I think the clear answer is the word of God. The only thing that we should be preaching is not the ideas of man. We don't stand before the people of God and say, I have a dream. I have a vision. I have a strategy. I have an idea. No, the minister, the pastor stands in the pulpit on the Lord's day before the gathered assembly. He doesn't say, I have a dream. I have a vision. I have an idea. He says, I have a text, a text from the word of God, and I'm going to read it to you now. And then I'm going to begin verse by verse to exegete, that is to unfold this text and draw out of it all of its riches, all of its treasures, and then begin to apply it to you and to the world at large. See, faithful preaching is biblical preaching. The Bible is the word of God. And when God speaks, it always carries authority. God does not speak in a trivial manner. There is nothing that God has ever said that was lighthearted or trite or insignificant. Wherever God speaks, it carries weight, it carries authority. And if the minister is tasked by God in his preaching to preach the very word of God, and the word of God always carries the authority of God, then the very thing we're called to preach is by virtue, by, by nature, by default, authoritative. And so I would say this, if we are to combine these two prohibitions, a woman teaching men and a woman exercising authority over men, if we were to combine these two prohibitions into one, then essentially we're saying a woman can teach men, she just can't do it authoritatively. And my question is, what kind of teaching Would a woman or man or anyone for that matter, a man, woman, or child, what kind of teaching would any human being ever be engaging in that's not authoritative? And I'll tell you what kind of teaching a person would engage in that's not authoritative. Teaching something other than the Bible. See, the Word of God always carries authority. So the only way I know of to teach without authority is to teach without the Word. And that is a teaching that Christian faith should know nothing about. When we teach, when we preach, we only have been given jurisdiction by God to preach and teach not man's ideas, but God's infallible and unchanging word. So faithful preaching is biblical preaching and the Bible is God's authority. If we preach God's word, then we are preaching with authority. There is no such thing as teaching or preaching divorced from authority. The only way to divorce teaching from authority is to divorce teaching from the Word. And perhaps, Pam, perhaps that's why we think that there is such a thing as teaching apart from authority. Because in the evangelical world, teaching has been so far removed from faithful exegetical, biblical preaching. We have so engaged in teaching the ideas and philosophies and wisdom of man, apart from the word of God, that perhaps we have fallen for the deception, for the lie that we can teach without authority, because we have first and foremost fallen for the lie that we have something to say apart from the word of God. So can a woman preach? Well, I would answer it like this. A woman can preach. A woman can preach in a non-authoritative way. But to preach in a non-authoritative way is to preach something other than the Word of God. And to preach something other than the Word of God is sin. So I would basically say this a woman can be a false teacher, but not a faithful one. A woman can be a false teacher. See, Joyce Meyer is a woman who actually is teaching without authority. And it's because she's teaching without the scripture. She is teaching something over and against, in contradiction, apart from the word of God. So the only kind of woman preacher that I'm familiar with is a false teacher. I'm familiar with plenty of women who are preachers, and they are preaching apart from authority because they are preaching apart from the word. They are false preachers, false teachers. Women are not permitted by God to preach or teach or exercise authority over men. And the very nature of preaching or teaching is to preach and teach God's word. And God's word can never be severed from authority. Anytime we preach, it carries authority. So if you are a woman, Pam, perhaps this is you, and you feel called to preach or teach, I would encourage you with your pastors in your local church under their authority, with a humble attitude, seek avenues to preach and teach to other women seek avenues where you can teach the word of god to younger women who might learn from you your teaching and your example but apart from that in regards to teaching a man there is no way to teach apart from exercising authority these are two separate prohibitions but they really do go one in the same To exercise authority is to teach something, and to teach something is to exercise authority, so long as our exercising of authority and our teaching are both rooted in the Word of God. The only way to strip teaching from authority is to strip teaching from the Bible, which is something that, sadly, I have seen many women, and for that matter, many men, continue again and again to do. And that has seeped its way well into evangelicalism, and it is immense tragedy. I only say that just to say that I think we're naive if we don't draw a connection, a correlation between false teaching and women preachers. False teaching and women preachers. The more and more we gravitate away from the word, the more and more we begin to think that we have something to say apart from God's word, that there's something worth teaching besides the Bible, the more and more that we begin to engage in the teaching and preaching of man's wisdom apart from God's word, the more and more we will see women preachers. But the more and more we preach the word in season and out of season, the more and more faithful we will see the church in its complementarian role that God has called us to. So that would be my answer.
0: Great. Thank you, Pastor Joel. And thank you, Pam, for that question. If you would like your questions answered, please... Uh, write to us via YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, and we would love to also see you subscribe there so you can uh, keep up to date with all the great content that we have planned for you guys in the coming months. So uh, thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Questions. As a special thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll be happy to send you a free digital book from our store. To access this offer, visit rightresponseministries.com slash offer. We highly recommend Pastor Joel's book, Am I Truly Saved? If you or someone you know has wrestled with doubts about the love of God, this would be a great resource. As a reminder, to get this offer, go to rightresponseministries.com. And thank you for your generous support.